0: Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across the William & Mary campus. Today, we chat with adjunct lecturer of mindfulness meditation, Martha Rallo, about Reiki and having presence in your self-care. So, welcome back to our Ways to Flourish podcast. Excited to have Martha Rallot join us again today. She is a wellness professional at the McCall Tyler Wellness Center on campus, as well as an adjunct professor of mindfulness meditation. Welcome back, Martha. Thank you, Lindsay. Happy to be here. So glad. And today we're going to chat a little bit about Reiki, which is the wellness professional piece of your role here on campus. People often ask us, what is Reiki, and I often describe it in a very, almost as a facilitated meditation, like a non-touch, non-invasive practice. Why don't you tell us what Reiki really is?
1: Thank you. So I appreciate you working, you know, even from that general discussion of what Reiki is. So Reiki really talks about universal life energy. We are all energetic beings. Even our circulatory system relies on the energetics. Our neurons and synapses and messages going through the brain rely on energy. The beauty of Reiki is that it works to balance the energy within the body. So The energy in our bodies, you know, an illness can arise from this, can either be stagnated, it's stuck somewhere, or there can be excess of energy. And both can happen when there's stress or illness. So it operates on the premise, which resonates with me so much, that healing is the norm of the body. The body is always moving towards healing. And with Reiki, we get the opportunity to assist another person's body to continue on that road of leading towards healing. I'm always very careful to clarify this, that I am not giving my energy. I couldn't give my energy to anyone. It's not my right to give my energy to anyone. It's just through the training that we get, we learn how to assist other people's energy to do what it's supposed to do. Just as you said, it can be non-touch, it can be touch, but it works in both venues. The studies that are the most interesting to me when I relate to this population of students, particularly, although I certainly work on staff and enjoy that, is that it really has been found to help reduce stress and help increase that opportunity for the relaxation response. And I think that that's the beauty, and we know once the body gets to that more relaxed state then the healing and the energy can flow and do what it needs to do
0: and what is that natural state of healing why are we in that state is this just exposure to our environment emotional traumas why do we need to heal constantly
1: (laughs) our body constantly needs to heal because there's some sort of injury that occurs in the body Our red blood cells don't live forever. They have about a 90-day cycle of life, and then they're being remade. So we have those cells that need to move on. If we think about the trillions of cells that we have in our body, they're coming out as perfect as they can, but there might be some that aren't. But the bigger picture is, is that it's our lifestyle that can really impact the fact that we create an internal environment that's not as... Healthy and is vibrant, either due to what we're ingesting or doing to the chemicals that are released in our body from all the stress that we're experiencing. Physical injury, uh, even our emotional responses to certain things, can create the opportunity for us to get that out of sync and out of balance. I think we all know when stress arises, you know, the release of cortisol, that continual release of cortisol, is something that isn't healthy for the body so the body is designed to always move towards health and healing and we get to see that when there's injuries even right it's such a beautiful
0: thing to watch the body heal so what is your response to people who may approach reiki with skepticism
1: i certainly want to acknowledge that for sure i came into reiki actually with a sense of curiosity because my mom had had Reiki and she's a pretty skeptical person. And she was in having a hip replacement and there are quite a few hospitals, there's about 800 hospitals at least internationally that offer Reiki services. And that along with massage therapy, it's pretty equal the percentage of interest that comes out for patients that are in the hospital. So she was skeptical, and she told me about it. She couldn't really describe it, so I talked with a nurse about it. My mom talked about the change in stress. So it's important for anyone that is skeptical about it to ask questions. And, you know, I'm a believer that if you can create an element of trust and you feel comfortable trying something out to why not give it a try? It actually was founded initially by Usai. And he was just practicing doing it himself, and then when the bomb in Hiroshima was dropped and he saw what was going on with all the tremendous health concerns, he said, I have to go out and teach people how to do this. So that's when it actually really started to branch out a lot more. And they require that people go through level 1 training, level 2 training, and then there's a master's level training. And since then, there's been some other trainings and other master styles that have come about, which I'm excited about because I feel like it's letting it continue to grow and expand and offer the opportunities.
0: Is there a practice that you could suggest that people might be able to try on their own to experience, whether they've had Reiki before, maybe they've never even heard of it? Is there any practice that you could offer to folks right now to maybe attempt to experience that for themselves? Yes,
1: I have one that I would offer. I'm a little cautious about it, Lindsay, because I have the thought if people don't experience anything, then they say Reiki doesn't work. And I think that that's where people who are trained and know the value of it and have experienced it themselves and know it, that that could be disappointing and might be discouraging. But if people can consider placing one hand on the forehead and then one hand right below the belly button. And you can do that laying in bed and keeping your hands there for five minutes or even a couple of minutes. And do that and as you inhale and exhale, purposely breathing in the full front of the torso and then releasing on the exhale, maybe a longer exhale, that can actually help reduce anxiety. And the other one might be if you want a little bit of energy, one hand below belly button, one hand above belly button. Mm -hmm. And that's right around one of those energy centers we have. If you're a yogi, that's the third chakra right there. And that can actually be energizing. So again, that's something people can try. I want to just put a plug in for the fact that I have, since COVID began, offered distance Reiki sessions from my home outside of Richmond to people up in New England and people in Virginia. And it has really affirmed the fact to me that Distance Reiki really works. I was excited to work on a friend who's more a colleague, professional friend from Connecticut, and as I was offering the energy I was just really struck how the left arm and the left hand was just really, that's where the energy was going. And I was just surprised everyone's energy is different. And at the end, I just had a conversation with her. What did you notice? And she shared. And then I said, well, I was just curious. There seemed to be you know, a lot of energy moving down the left hand. And she goes, yeah, she said, my whole left arm and my left hand is something that within the last couple of weeks has really been giving me a lot of problems. So what I love about it is that it's the client's body knows what to do with energy, It's almost like an offering and allowing and giving permission with assistance from the training to let the client's body do what is best for it. And the healing will continue afterwards. You know, I always encourage drinking water to help everything continue, but the shifts will continue to happen afterwards.
0: And I would think the intention that you place... Behind that to facilitate that, I felt calm immediately. So, thank you so much for sharing that information about Reiki Martha. I'm really happy to. And thanks again for joining us for Ways to Flourish. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Connect with all things health and wellness through the William and Mary Wellness app. Thanks to our sponsor, United Healthcare. And as always, this podcast is produced by Colin Cross, Brittany Emons, Lindsay Heck and myself, Eric Garrison.